Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode, I'm talking with one of my favorite survivors, Taya. Taya is a TBI survivor, an advocate, and a future speech and language pathologist. This is the first episode in a series we're calling Brain Injury Recovery Roulette, where we talk about a random brain injury topic suggested by the community. Boom, intro done. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the the Neuro Nerds. Yes, that was on time. I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about that. The Neuro Nerds Podcast has over 200 episodes and counting. So if you're new to the show, you may not know where to begin. That's why we created an episode tour. We'll guide you through some of our favorite episodes and give you a taste of what our show is all about. Sign up for the tour at newsletter.theneuronerds.com forward slash tour or find the link in our show notes. We hope you enjoy the tour. <clears throat> okay, I'm just going to have to... What? <laughs> Intro us. It's gonna be great. Here we go. Hi. <laughs> okay, sorry. Important speech pathology announcement here. I just wanted to give you some yeah. education quickly on your vocal hygiene. So that throat clear you did. Yeah, yeah, that's actually not as helpful for your vocal cords. So throughout this podcast, what I encourage you to do, nice, and swallow an egg. There you go, and that'll be a lot nicer for your vocal cords. Oh, this is vodka. <laughs> Whatever liquid. No, alcohol is that's, not that's, helpful. That's good. That's good for the vocal cords, right? Vodka? Maybe in Russia. Exclusively just that's Russia. True. That's true. Um, yeah. It's made of potato. But yeah, big swallow of water or a cough if it doesn't work. Uh, no, that timing is fucking immaculate. Fact check. As a singer and vocal producer, our show's producer Felice has always cringed at Joe's throat clearing. Thank you, Tayar for bringing up the strain throat clearing has on the voice. We're sure Joe will forget and keep doing this in the future, but you made Felice's day just by pointing this out. 
Welcome to the Neuro Nerds. That was the second time around because the most epic timing happened with my special guest for this episode in the first episode of a running series that we are going to be doing called Not Quite Sure Yet. We're going to figure it out probably right now. Who am I talking about? All the way from the future, halfway across the world, my dearest friend, Taya. What's up, Taya? Hello. How's it going? It, it was going great when I was like, hey, Taya, I'm going to intro us, okay? And you're like, all right, cool. And I'm like, welcome. And you're like, oh, yeah, by the way. <laughs> there was an important vocal hygiene announcement I needed to make there. It was for your own well-being. It, it was. I appreciate that, <laughs> you know, like because there's nothing more spectacular than this voice, right? You want to protect the chords. Exactly. You want to protect this magic that is my <laughs> vocal chords. I mean, you know what? I, I'll say this. It is important because it's been established, especially because I'm, I'm on a video thing right now with Taya. She can verify my face was meant for a podcast. So I am very I, I definitely need to take care of the pipes. So I won't clear my throat anymore because apparently that's bad. Beautiful. And I'll drink water and not vodka. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you still and need to really clear it, then you can do a cough. We'll excuse you. Right. And I, and I, I won't um, I won't yell. <laughs> Which is hard for me. I'm 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 boisterous. I'm very I project. Enthusiastic. So, so we I will intro Taya and she's gonna tell us a a, a a quick little version of how she part of this community. But I do want to talk about this cool new series that you and I kind of came up mm. with when we were rapping about a week mm. ago. So we did a thing, we did like an Instagram thing where it's like we ask questions because we decided, hey, let's do a podcast and it's gonna be great. Cause like I love Taya. Taya's amazing. And we're like, what do we Taya hit me up? She's like, hey. So what are we going to talk about? <laughs> My immediate response is, I have no idea. I don't have any idea. It just shows the amount of preparation that goes into some of these episodes. <laughs> I'm very, I don't like to be very, I was going to say professional. No, I like to think no matter what, I'm still kind of professional. Well, also true, though, really, if I'm being honest. The, yeah, <laughs> two things could be true. So I like it to be flowy, right? Mm. So I don't necessarily write down questions ahead of time. I don't have like a layout. I have like a topic and then it's like, cool, we're just going to sit down and we're going to have a conversation. And then wherever that conversation takes us, that's where we're going to go. I think it's authentic. That's the way I love the, the way this podcast goes, because ideally in my head, when I'm doing this, whoever's listening out there, I like to think that we're just sitting at a bar, right? We're sitting at a party. We're just hanging out. We're having a conversation and you guys are just listening in on us talk about like our brain injury recovery journey. Mm. So that's how I have it in my head. So when somebody asks me, Hey, so what are we going to talk about? I'm like, Oh damn it. I, I really don't know. So say I had a brilliant idea. Why don't we ask the community with some topics of like what they would want to hear us talk about. And then we can do a little bit of like a roulette type of thing, right? It would be like brain injury recovery roulette chat, which is a lot to say, but I think that's kind of a cool title, right? Yeah, yeah, I like it. And we can always refine so, as we go if needed. Very true. So we have several topics, 22 to be exact. Wow. Now, the thought is, how do we choose what that is? I really, I was going to make an actual roulette wheel. But then when I saw 22 topics, I was like, it's ridiculous how that wheel would look. <laughs> I thought you did make it. So this is news. So we have so no then, wheel. No, okay, no, we cool. have no wheel because it was way too <laughs> it was way too many topics. So here's where I came out. I was like, oh, we'll we'll get like a die, right? And then we'll flip the die and whatever number pops up, that's what we're gonna go with. Right? Got it. So what 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 do, you, what do you think about that? Does that sound functional? Well, our die only has up to 20 sides or 30 sides. So I think 20 is perfect. Right. Knock off your least and favorite two. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, no. If it, if we hit the same number twice, that'll be the next 21 and 22. So if it's like, oh, we hit three. Oh, we hit three again. Then that three would be 21. Okay. Whatever first number that doubles, that'll be like the next thing. I know it's a little confusing. Whatever. It makes sense in my head. You've got the rules. That's, that's what matters, right? That, yeah. You just, you just guide us, Joe. I, th- I think that checks. But before we get started into this roulette topic, which, to be honest, I think is brilliant. And I'm, I'm, I'm just a fan of just, hey, talk about a category, talk about like a topic and let's just like run with it because you and I have two completely different perspectives mm. because every single brain injury is different. You had a traumatic brain injury. I had an acquired brain yeah. injury, which, by the way, I've said it a million times. It's bullshit. My acquired brain injury was fucking traumatic. It really was. We need a different term for that. Anyways, also, you I'm a man. You're a mm-hmm. woman. Okay. On top of that, I live in America. You live in New Zealand. So we have two completely different views on whatever topic we talk about. And I just love the fact that. Oh, and there's an age. Difference. I was about to say I'm useful. I am normal. <laughs> I, wait, what a dick. <laughs> Shots fired. I like to think that I am normal age and you're basically sperm in an egg. So we have the two different perspectives of someone who is a very young normal age and someone who is basically sperm in an egg. Whatever right? you need to tell yourself, fair. Dallas. <laughs> and you know what? I need to tell myself that. <laughs> when you sneeze and hurt your back, you know you're hitting that age. You know what I'm saying? It'll happen to you too, Taya. It'll happen to you too. I'm already there. One day, you're just... <laughs> <laughs> Did you see my face then as I was processing that? <laughs> You guys didn't see the face. <laughs> the face was realization. Like, wait a minute. That happens to me. <laughs> I'm not useful. Although, if I'm not useful, what category does that put you in, Joe? That that puts me in an amazing category because I say this all the time. Age is just a number. It's how you feel, right? Mm. So apparently you feel like a 78-year-old woman while I am like a vibrant 22-year-old. Okay. So you bring the youthful. I bring the old soul. Which is also probably quite valid. A hundred percent because I'm drinking coffee and you're drinking tea, grandma. Why are you drinking tea? I don't like the way caffeine makes me feel as said by old people. With a blanket on my knees. (laughs) Fucking blanket. And woolen slippers on my feet. You can't make this shit up. Are you watching Matlock? Do you have like a a little tin of hard candy behind you? Come on, granny. Okay. Not quite. (laughs) So... (laughs) So, Taya, before we jump into brain injury recovery roulette, mm-hmm. I think that's a tie. I like, I like yeah. that. I like the way that feels. Okay. Tell the people, how are you part of this beautiful, amazing community? Ooh, how long have I got? Um, I, <laughs> my, my elevated speech of this, I am part of this beautiful community because I've had six concussions, mild traumatic brain injuries of my life. Two of them were in childhood and four were in adulthood. The two in childhood, I don't really... I don't know. It's, I don't really know much about them or whether it had a huge amount of impact. But the foreign adulthood, man, they have given me a fun ride. And that is how I am part of this community. Okay. You are one of the people that I think should walk around 24 7 with a helmet and padding. You should look like the kid from Little Giants. If you guys haven't seen that movie, please watch it, where he's just draped in foam everywhere and a helmet. This is just how you should go to the store. My 
old colleagues. So these, all, the four head injuries were in two years at the same kind of job. Not, not, none of them were caused by the job. But my colleagues at the time for Christmas, they made me a full bubble wrap suit that fit amazingly. It was beautiful. And they bubble wrapped my entire car and gave me a bike helmet. You would I get on with them. I think those are the, <laughs> those are the best friends you could ever have. Yeah. It's the most functional gift anyone could ever receive, especially with a brain injury. Wait, now the brain injuries that you had as an adult, were they just random? Was it stupidity or was it clumsiness? I'm assuming it's in one of those three categories. Combination. The first one was with a horse involved and that was just fluke. That was just pure fluke. Head ended up connecting to my head. Um, Did did you have a helmet on? No, no. Well, I was on the ground. I was standing still. The horse was standing still and she basically got a fright, shot her head up really quickly as I was looking at the ground. So it was sort of like the worst combo of, of timing and positions that that could have been. Perfectly terrible timing. Yeah. So that was great. And that was about three months to get back to work from that one. And then the next one was definitely stupidity. I went go-karting and I got way too competitive and I drove full tilt into the wall. Did you have a helmet on? I did. Okay. But I mean, I just say this because things could be significantly worse without the helmet. mm, Well, my head didn't crash anything, but it was the whiplash from the, yeah, yeah, from the impact and the bruising on the shoulders and blah, 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 all that fun stuff. So that, that was stupidity. Right. Well, competitive stupidity. Yeah. It was fun up until that moment. And then the next one, so that those were within kind of three or four months. The next one was six months later. I was at right. a party. Someone was dancing really vigorously and threw an elbow right into my left temple quite solidly. And that one was maybe three days of kind of feeling quite off and vomity. And then within a week and a half, I was back to my baseline. And then a year later, I jumped out of the plane um, and went skydiving. And the parachute came out a little bit abnormally and just caused real significant whiplash, which given the history was a fun time. So that's my whirlwind. What the fuck? Can I tell you the first thing that went through my head when you said that you had one of your concussions on a dance floor is how ironic would it be if the song that was playing was Throw Them Bows by Ludacris? (laughs) I think that would be hilarious and uh, ironic. Now, I wish. All of these were in a really like they were almost like rapid fire. Yeah. Your brain is not ready for another concussion anytime soon. And you had one and then you had one a couple months later and then you had one several months later. That's way too soon. That's why I think the deficits came and hit you even harder because all of them were so close together. If you're having one concussion, then you have a second concussion years later. Not that they're saying that's great. That's better than having Four concussions in two years. That's too close. That's too many. Mm, and I would like to say, because there might be some people being like, yep, stupidity. Why were you doing these things? So, which is a fair comment. I was cleared medically after that first horse one. You know, you're young, you're fit, go have fun. You're all good. And so literally the next day I went go-karting. I took it a little bit too seriously. Um, and so then. It was the next day? To, to when they said, you, you're fine. You can go live life. Um, right. And I'd been spending a few months living very cautiously and, you know, as you do. Oh, and so you were anxious. I wanted to go and play. Yeah, you just wanted to get out there. Yeah, I get and that. we had work do and it was super fun. I just wanted to hang out and enjoy that. 
I guess one of them was slightly work related in that case. Anyway, um, and then and then after the dance floor one, they said, right, for a year you need to behave yourself. So no horse yes. riding, nothing extraneous. And I did that. And then they said, awesome, you're young, you're fit, go have fun. And a month later, I got invited to jump out of a plane for like a charity event. And I was like, yes, this sounds so cool. And again, probably could have put a little bit more thought into that situation. Well, I, I okay. So I honestly, I don't blame you for any of these. I mm-hmm. thought I was going to be here just making fun of you. I'm still going to make fun of you, but know that I know there's no possible way you could have done anything mm. to, you know, you, you, you're on a dance floor. You dance. You don't dance thinking you're dodging bullets. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that wasn't your fault. You jump out of an airplane. You're as, okay, we shouldn't have jumped out of an airplane. I've jumped out of an airplane. It's amazing. So fun. And I can't wait to do it again. It's not dumb. It's it's incredible. I've never felt more alive and more at peace than when I was free falling. Right. Mm. There's just something so beautiful about that. The fact that there was like an impact, you had no control over that. Mm. The only thing would be the aggressive go karting. That's it. And also you said you had bruising. Is it because you had like the double strap? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, harnessed in. Yeah. yeah. I remember the guy that was working there came up to me with a very disapproving face and was like, ma'am, you do realize that these have brakes? And you can use them. <laughs> I was like, yes, thank you. Did you not use a break? Were you just all gas? No, I was trying to go around a hairpin corner and, and beat a mate. Um, and so there was no time for breaks. Yeah, so that one was definitely on no, me. No, no, no. There was only there was only time there was only I time mean, for chaos. Had, That's what it was. You played too many too much. Had Mario I pulled Kart. it off, it would have been epic. But I agree with you. I, I've done skydiving before prior and had no issues. So that I genuinely mm-hmm. thought, well, I've done it before. It was completely fine, but there's other factors. And it is tricky, particularly with concussion, because there's different thoughts of research on, you know, some people say if you have multiple, you're more susceptible. Some people say once you have one and you're fully recovered, then you've got the same susceptibility as someone who hasn't had one. And so I, there's different trains of thought and, you know, I'm not quite sure where I sit within that, but I just know that from my experience, particularly that fourth one, extremely shook everything like it prompted a career change it, it's something I'm still navigating through two years later like it really flipped things on its head so right. that's my experience of it yeah and and this is where you know you have to look at a brain injury yeah. as a brain injury it doesn't matter where it came from and it also doesn't matter well you know this person had a stroke so that's worse no that's not true a, every brain injury can be life altering life changing life taking mm-hmm. you know i don't like the term mini mini stroke when you hear mini stroke is oh wasn't that bad no i know people who have lost feeling on one of their sides lost memories because of a mini mm-hmm. stroke you know what i mean and me i had a quote unquote major hemorrhagic stroke and i'm kind of killing it physically you know a little bit of memory stuff a little bit of hand stuff but like it doesn't make any sense so we all mm-hmm. recover differently Every single brain injury is impactful. Like, let's not make light of anybody's brain injury as I make light of other people's <laughs> brain injuries. I don't, no, I'm not I think, making light. I'm not. You're using I, I yours joke. as an example. And both of us physically look pretty good. You know, if you saw us on the street, you wouldn't think. And that's where it's right. cool having these conversations because there's actually so many layers of brain injury and that is important right. to dig into. And the other thing, as you were talking, I just remembered that my other connection to the brain injury community mm-hmm. is... As I was recovering from my go-karting concussion, my father had a stroke a month later. And so we navigated that brain injury journey together, which has actually been really special for our relationship, but not something that either was sort of asked for, but a really beautiful outcome. So there's also that connection. 
what was beautiful about that is I'm very appreciative that you were um, transparent and sharing that on the socials, because I know for a fact that you have helped so many people. A lot of people don't look at the impact that any brain injury has on an individual, but look at the, the impact that it has mm. on a family, you know? So like you're not only you, the, the daughter, the father had a brain injury. Not only that, but you guys had each other to navigate this new world of waking up in yeah. a new brain and body with. I just thought it was so beautiful. And I just, it's, that's one of the reasons why I just like think the Bless world. Bless you. Of- Thank you so much. And it, it is, I think it's important one of, to one share. One of the three reasons. No, just kidding. <laughs> it, it, it's hard. And I'm sure it wasn't something that was really easy for either one of you to be like, hey, I'm going to put this really personal stuff out mm. there. Actually, dad's incredible to be fair, because it took me a long time to grow confidence that I, I had the niggle that I wanted to start sharing. And then I sat on it and didn't tell anyone. And then it took probably about eight months to actually get to the point to start sharing and then leaning into that vulnerability. Dad, I was, Good. we were sitting in a cafe a few months ago and we were talking about our brain injury and it was just bouncing and flowing. And I was like, we should record this. This is incredible. You know, I think, I think people would really connect to our different experiences, but our similarities. And dad, like without even thought, he was like, do you think it would help other people? And I said, well, I think so. And he said, yeah, I'm there for it. And he was so excited. And I put him in front of the tripod. I mic'd him up and he just boomed straight away. And he's just so amazing with how he flows into that. One thing that's really helped me through my recovery is having the right tools. I wanted to share what I've learned with others who are on their own brain injury recovery journey. So I created a free guide. In my free guide, nine must-have tools for stroke and brain injury recovery. I cover tools to help with occupational and physical therapy, mindset, overstimulation, and more. If you're looking for ways to improve your brain injury recovery, be sure to check out my guide. You can download your copy at usorock.coach forward slash guide. The links are also available in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I hope this guide helps you with your brain injury recovery. What a beautiful man. Also physically, very attractive man. Just want to point that out. You can tell your dad, hey, Joe from America says you're a very attractive man. A little bit weird to be out. talking about that one, Getting but you, you can visual. share whatever thoughts you want to share. Just, just saying that, people, look up some of uh, uh, Taya's videos of her and her father. He's like, oh, yeah, Taya, she's attractive. Do you want to know why? Her father, very attractive man. That's it. It's in the genes. I, I thought it was so beautiful. I, I just thought it was so genuine. It was just a beautiful moment between father mm-hmm. and daughter, just sharing these really intense emotional changes and like life changes like your life changes after a brain injury. I just thought it was great. And I'm really appreciative of both of you guys for being uh, so transparent. I have a question about your multiple Mm -hmm. concussions. Mm. This serious question. I know you're an idiot, Joe. Why are you asking serious questions? I am though. Several months within the first year, um, within any of your concussions, you have multiple concussions. Did you ever hit? Obviously I think depression hits a lot of us Mm -hmm. after a brain injury. Did you ever hit a point where you were like, destructive almost self-destructive like i don't i don't I, this is a lot i don't want to deal with the stuff i don't know if the term destructive kind of resonates but i definitely hit a week that that's the last one i had week seven was by far my lowest week and it's because i had six weeks of trying to think positively and trying to focus on the silver linings and trying to be constructive and then i got to week seven and i was like this sucks <laughs> i do not want this to be the rest of my picture. I want to go back to where I was. And I just felt really frustrated and there was nothing left in the tank for me to try and pick myself up with. And that was definitely a mm-hmm. hard week. I bawled my eyes out on the bathroom floor literally every day. And then I think it got to Saturday and I realized, you know, wow, I've, this is not typical of me. So what can I do mm-hmm. 
to try and bring a little bit of joy back into my life. That became my next focus. And then I was able to sort of turn it around and be more aware. But yeah, it, it was just that frustration of, mm. hmm, okay. Yeah, it, it, it's a lot. I say that because my my co-host, it was about several months after her concussion and she started, she's never suffered anxiety or depression and she suffered a lot of anxiety mm. and depression and she had some really dark thoughts. And it was explained to her from her doctors that, oh yeah, you're dealing with post-concussion yeah. syndrome. And one of the things is you could possibly have trigger warning for whoever's listening and might've had these things or have these things. Um, You may have suicidal mm. thoughts. Now, a lot of people, there's a lot of shame to come with some of these really dark thoughts. Um, I'm not saying like it, it's everybody, but a lot of people, if you've never had these thoughts and then you have them, a lot of people just think, oh, I just went, there was this patch of time after my brain injury where I just went, I felt like I was going crazy. You're not, you're not going crazy. This is a symptom of post-concussion syndrome, right? This is a normal thing. It's so don't beat yourself up. If anything, talk to more people in the community, seek help. You're okay, and you're going to be okay. I say this because there's a lot of people who have who don't know that that's yeah. a symptom. There was one of Lauren's one of Lauren's babies, Lauren's a uh, teacher, a dance teacher, and one of her students was having like a hard time. She and Lauren helped her out. She apparently fell on her head <sighs> and had a concussion. And it was several weeks later where she was having these really, really dark thoughts. And Lauren like talked to her and she basically it was like a puzzle. And she figured out the timing and the timing lined up perfectly with, oh, yeah, this is in all likelihood mm. post-concussion syndrome. So it helped that person out in feeling like, oh, I'm not crazy. There's a reason why I'm feeling this. And it also helped that person go seek help, which is, I think, the most important thing. Definitely. That we can do. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was it. I just want to lay out a little bit of information for anybody out there who might be struggling. If you're you're struggling with whatever it is that you're thinking or feeling, first off, you're OK. You're going to be OK. There are people out here who can help. Talk to me. Talk to anybody and definitely go seek help from yeah. a professional. I think that's so a, doc, a doctor, a therapist. So important to talk about and who you might get real benefit from might be different from someone else because we can have different people that we really land with. So for someone, it might be the doctor, for someone, it might be the therapist, but it's so tricky with con concussion and with brain injury because you kind of do feel like you're going crazy a little bit. And if you think about it, your brain controls everything. So you're suddenly dealing with changes in your vision, your balance, your appetite, your emotions, your movement. There is so much that just really quickly is shaken by an earthquake that it's it's this odd feeling as you kind of go through and you feel a little bit distorted. And then if you've got right. the the struggles as well around depression and anxiety, whilst you're trying to manage all this other chaos going on, it is really important and really valuable to seek help and to talk to people about it because it's a lot for anyone to try and process. And I think the more we talk about it, the more we can normalize the fact that it is okay to ask for that help and it is okay to ask those questions. A hundred percent. And I think that's a great thing. Look, normalization of these conversations, because it is, this is mm. normal. We're talking about these topics right now. These are normal things to talk about. If you, if you don't have a brain injury, obviously this doesn't seem normal to you. If you're in the brain injury community, these are normal conversations that not only we can have, but we should have. This is this should just be a thing that we talk about every day. This is why it's really important that we connect with one another, because to be honest, we're the only ones who understand what this is truly yeah. like. Right. We speak the same language. So definitely connect with us. We're pretty kind people. I can only speak to my, feel for like myself. I don't know about Taya. I don't know about her. I don't know about her. She might be a little mean. A lovely who knows? Soul. These crazy New Zealanders. <laughs> You wild Kiwis. So <laughs> that was a little, that was a little taste of, of Taya and her story. So I, I, I got things. So 
out of our topic. So how are we going to do this topic okay. thing, Taya? We'll at least knock out a, a topic. We'll, we're going to get this ball rolling with brain injury. Recovery yeah, I was just roulette. thinking, we, we, yeah, that's a, that was a good-sized intro on our part. Um, and so I've got a dice that goes up to up to 20 Ooh. numbers. So I... Perfect. Let's let's virtually spin... Wait, spin it? it? Roll it? <laughs> tap it. Let's virtually tap Jab that die. Have you got yours number too? Your... Oh, amazing. Yeah, okay, I do. I, I got everything. Uh, I feel like we need more here. suspense, but I'm just going to go. Oh, yeah. wow. It actually rolls. Dun, number dun, dun. Oh, it actually That's rolls. So That's cool. actually cool. Number two. All right. Number two. Okay. Number two. So this is actually a good one. I really like this one. So the topic is overstimulation tips once you've been overstimulated. Mm. I like the specific specificity. Fuck. <laughs> words of that because it's not just overstimulation. We can talk about that all day, every day. It's overstimulate. Like once you're already overstimulated, what do you do? You're already in it. Basically, you're in the thick of it. Like, what do you do? Taya, when you're already overstimulated, what yeah, do you do? Good question. So there's a couple of things. First of all is knowing or observing what my body does when it's becoming overstimulated and is overstimulated. So me, I get sweaty palms. I get kind of shaky hands. My like head feels a bit of pressure my throat feels closed and I feel close to tears. So I know that when I'm feeling those things, I'm like, oh, okay. And that means I can start actioning. Do I remove myself from the situation if possible? Like just give myself a few minutes to breathe and to just have my own space. That would mm-hmm. be my first go-to. And speaking of breathing, breathing is really the only way that we can physically tell our body I am safe. By really focusing on breath work, you are being able to sort of help slow your heart rate down and help bring yourself back to a nice grounded place. I love that. Well. I love, you're such a professional. Thank such you. An adult. But I just realized before <laughs> I went into all of that, I should have actually spoken on, do we know what mm-hmm. part of the brain overstimulation is kind of firing up? No, I, I, I think somebody has a, a little hankle in. <laughs> it's got a really, it's got a really weird name, quirky name. So your amygdala, which kind of looks like a little almond in your brain, sort of in the middle-ish. That is where our flight or fight response is from. Back in the day, it's extremely useful. Like if we need to run from a saber-toothed tiger, it kicks in and it overrides. And that's why often when we get into that state of overstimulation, we might be kicking into fight or flight and you might do or say or respond in ways that maybe when you look back, you think, well, why did I do that? That's not me. And that might be because that amygdala is going, okay, we're unsafe. I've got you, boo. Don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. And kind of goes into overdrive. And so how we can start talking to that amygdala is breath work is one way because it helps mm-hmm. our breath work is linked up. I don't want to get too technical, but anyway, it's super important and <laughs> it can slow that heart rate and it can just tell that amygdala that actually like, thank you so much for your, for your help. I'm actually not being eaten by a saber-toothed tiger at the moment. So you can take a seat and I'm going to get back to enjoying my day. (laughs) It gives us that opportunity. And then if you think like I do and you've been a recovering Catholic (laughs) your whole life, you're like, nope, that saber-toothed tiger is hiding in that bush over there, making me think that I'm not being chased by a saber-toothed tiger, but he's right there just waiting for his opportunity to pounce. I'm not letting him outsmart me. No, that's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's 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 a, a amazing information it, it it really is um it so for, for me mm-hmm. it's different things right so once i'm overstimulated it's hard to think of anything other yeah. than the stimulation 
it, it, because you're in it. You're in it, right? It's like, well, what to do when you're in a thing? Like now here, here's the thing too. It, Mike Tyson said it best when he was in his prime and he was just destroying people. And then everybody he would fight beforehand, they're like, I've got a game plan. I've got a game plan. And he said the truest words, and this sticks for me in recovery and I think all of us. Everybody has a game plan until you get punched mm. in the mouth. So I have had several game plans for how to combat overstimulation, the constant feeling of overwhelmed. And then I get punched in the mouth and all that goes out the window. So when I get overstimulated, it it happens really, mm-hmm. really quickly. It's literally it's it's from zero to 60 immediately. So I kind of go into there's fight or flight or freeze, right? Sometimes I'll freeze. Sometimes I just got to get out of there. Sometimes I get very aggressive and angry because I kind of just need something. I don't know what I need. I just know I need something because I'm freaking out and it feels like the end of the world. Almost. You feel like you're I feel like I'm at war because I'm kind of battling my own brain and thoughts. What I've learned to do through meditation and breath work has been incredible. If you because you start to tense up, I start to tense up. I'll start to get really tight muscles in the shoulders and the back of the neck. So breath work will if you one breath, if you take one deep breath, four seconds in, hold it for two to three seconds and then release it for four seconds again, you'll literally feel a million times better. You can feel those muscles loosen up and your shoulders drop a little bit. You almost feel like a, like a little bit of the hunchback in Notre Dame because like you're just a little hunched over, but you feel better immediately. So breath work is really, really important preoccupying my mind helps. Yeah. I used to carry a fidget spinner, not a fidget spinner. Those are worthless and annoying a fidget cube. So there's something to preoccupying your mind is something else. So I'm, I'm pressing these little buttons. I'm flipping these little wheels and it's, I'm focusing on that. And I'm not focusing on the fact that I'm in a hundred percent complete panic mode. Aside that a new one that's really, really helped me out is something cold, mm. something ice cold. When I freak out sometimes, like basically I've been told my vagus nerve will go absolutely batshit with wh- whatever it is. So if you want to combat that, have something ice cold. If you have ice, ice is great. Put ice in your palms, put ice directly on your chest. That will shock the vagus nerve because vagus nerve is like, yeah, I'm going crazy. And then you hit the ice and then the vagus nerve is like, what the hell was that? And it is now shocked. So the vagus nerve is thinking of the ice, like where the fuck did that come from? And it's not thinking of, hey, I'm turning this dude into panic McPanic over there. So that's a good way to kind of shock your system into not freaking out about whatever is freaking you out and just to balance you out. So your vagus nerve isn't going nuts. You're just slowing it down in those moments. That's when it's the perfect time to slow your thoughts. Maybe a quick uh, 60 second meditation. Some breath work is just it's so helpful if you need to get to a dark area. If you need to just remove yourself from a situation, go for a walk, get the blood flowing. I think that's like a great idea. A lot of these things I don't have issues with anymore, mostly because I'm like a hermit. I don't really go anywhere anymore because people suck. But when I do have to do things, I game plan yeah. ahead of time. And I think yeah. we all should. I, I take my earbuds everywhere I go, because if things become overstimulating, I put, push my earbuds all the way in and I don't mm. hear anything. It just it blocks out all that noise. So that's less stimulation. If it's a flashy place, if there's like a lot of stuff going on, put my sunglasses on. I'm arrogant sunglasses at night guy. Right. Yeah. That kind of helps with a little bit of that stimulation. I don't know if this resonates with you Taya, or anybody out there, but mm. sense when I'm panicky, that's more stimulation where not only is it the visuals, people are moving. Not only is it the lights that are flashing, it's the noises. 
when I start to smell things, it'll set me off too. So we, you know, we're still kind of, there's still a lot of shit going on in the world. We got this new thing called tomato pox. What? I don't know if you guys have heard about that, which is wild. Anyways. Yeah, I know. I just read about that this morning. I'm like, I don't want this at all. So wearing a mask is probably a good idea. It's more socially acceptable now than ever. So I'll wear a mask always, mostly obviously because I don't want to get sick, but also there's not a lot of sense. It's blocking out a lot of like that extra stimulation of sense that is hitting me. So I have all these things in place for when I go out. Now, that's my game plan. Then sometimes I'm out. You get punched in the mouth and it kind of all goes out the window, but it happens less and less because I'm in this rhythm of meditation and focus and visualization. So even in those moments where it would derail my entire evening and lead into the next day, maybe even the next week. Now it's just these little moments in time where, wow, I freaked out really badly for about two, Mm. three minutes to now it's like, wow, I freaked out and I caught it within 30, 40 seconds. So it's nice. I'm getting better. So even if you have this game plan, you freak out. It's okay. Just do it over and over and over again. It's going to become a rhythm and it's just going to be little hiccups as opposed to setbacks. I think that's beautiful to acknowledge that. And I would like to acknowledge how succinctly and eloquently you put all of those together from a completely random topic. That was so well done. Um, And you... Hey, Taya, one thing. You can't give me compliments. I am arrogant enough. We need it. My ego is not going to be able to fit in this we'll room. keep growing it out, Joe. There's always more growing to go. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's true. Continue yeah, to yeah, praise yeah. me. If you're going to throw me compliments, <laughs> and I'm going to throw you two compliments. And as you were talking, there was a couple of things that came up for me there, which is, one, you're right. I mean, sometimes you just don't. You have these plans in place, and then there's a curveball that you just didn't anticipate. Right. And you're like, okay. So it's a learning opportunity, and we can sort of go through that learning curve. And I think if you can't remove yourself and give yourself a bit of space, that is where it can be most challenging because Mm -hmm. you're trying to regulate yourself whilst you've still got whatever is causing the overstimulation. And a big piece of that for me is accepting and going, okay, I am feeling overstimulated at the moment. That's okay. It's no comment on my worthiness or my capability. It just is what it is. This is where we are. And just leaning into that. And it happened the other day. I was in a waiting room and there was so much. I was trying to do something. And there was so much noise. And I was like, oh, just, and I just shifted my expectation that actually I can do this another time. Right now, I'm just going to sit and I have a little ring that I play with. So I'm sort of similar to you. I have a ring on my finger and it means I can just really lean into that. Yeah. And I just changed my expectation and I let myself come back too. So that acceptance piece of understanding, first of all, that, you know, that fight or flight response is in there. You do, you layer up and you get that learning. And as you go next time, you might, rather than two minutes, it might be a minute and a half or slowly trend. And it may not be linear, but it is all part of that learning experience. Absolutely. Acceptance. That's so Mm. important because I don't know, a lot of you guys out there are like me where you're kind of dicks to yourself and you'll tell everybody else, Oh no, you're doing great. And you can't, you know, instead of this, instead of like, yeah. But then when it comes to you, it's like, Oh, you totally. idiot. you're soft. You're yeah. weak. It's the worst, you know, it, it's okay. I think it's, I hope it's helpful to hear us say that. Yeah. These things help. We have failed a oh, million yeah. times. <laughs> you know? Are you finding it hard to recover at home after stroke? Find out if Modus Nova can help you by taking their free online assessment at modusnova.com slash the neuronerds. 
If you haven't heard of Modus Nova, they make devices to help folks with a brain injury, like stroke, regain the use of their affected limbs. For example, the Modus Hand is an AI-powered robotic exoskeleton that helps users do exercises and play games, similar to the way an occupational or a physical therapist might manipulate the limb. It helps survivors get into the thousands of repetitions they need to form new neural pathways. It can assist with hand movements or resist them to provide a personalized exercise experience. If this sounds like something you want to try, visit modusnova.com slash theneuronerds to learn more. Use special code theneuronerds when you sign up and get a month free with the 30-day challenge. Just visit modusnova.com slash theneuronerds to get started. But here's the thing about failure. Failure isn't failure, right? I don't think any of us fail. If we continue to try, you'll never fail, right? They're not setbacks. Change your wording because words are really powerful. They're, Mm. They're really important. It, it was a hiccup. That's all it is. It was a little hiccup. And that's what we're doing. We're turning these quote unquote setbacks. We're just turning them into little yeah. hiccups. That's it. And smaller hiccups every single time because you're getting into this yeah. rhythm. Anytime you're exposed to these things and you go into panic mode, obviously it's not fun. But the more it happens, the more it's like, oh, hello, <laughs> friend. You, you know yeah. what to expect. Right. So you're not blindsided. You, you might be blindsided when it hits, but then when you're in it, you're like, yeah, yeah, I've been here before. So then it's so when you, it first happens ever, everything is dark. Everything is hazy. And it's like a, it's it's like a movie where there's just ringing and like the big explosion. Like, I don't even know where I am. Right. Exactly. There's just so much stuff going on. But then after you've done it a few times, OK, here's this big bang and I'm a little disoriented. But you know what? It's not as dark as it used to be. I can see the path to where I need to go to get out of this. And the more it happens, the more we prep, the more we game plan, the more we go through it, the clearer that path is faster. It becomes more apparent. It becomes more just crystal clear every time where before I was like, man, it took me 20, 30 minutes to find the exit emotionally. And okay, well, I've been through it several times. It's like, actually, I found the exit Mm -hmm. in like two, three minutes. And then the more and more you do it, it's just going to be the second nature. It's just going to be like, oh yeah, this happened. I go there, I do this and I'm out of it, you know? Don't be afraid of these things. Accept it. I think acceptance is so important. Resistance is pain. Acceptance is freedom, right? So we want to be free from this pain. We want to be free from this weight that this shit puts on us. So just accept that you're in it and figure out a way to get emotionally out of that situation. And also for me, it's never been, I I think I've cracked it. And then something comes up and I'm like, okay, still more problem solving to go. Um, it's just when I thought I was out, it yeah. pulls me back and in. initially there's like a bit of fresh. This happened to me last week, actually. I had this training, which I thought, oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. I turned up. It was a training where we had multiple people in a room, not yelling, but making odd sounds very loudly at different times. It was a speech training. We're wondering the context. I did not expect that. And it socked me. I didn't have my earplugs with me. Normally I always do. I know she could see Joe's face now. I, know. I immediately you're you're saying that Trish. I immediately went into panic yeah. mode because I know what that feels like. That that bit of oh shit, it's kind of like leaving the house and you realize once you're out, damn it, I left 100%. my phone. And I always that, have that, my that panic. earplugs oh my ready. I may not use them all the time. Um, I'm sort of like weaning off using them all day, every day, like I used to, but I always have them with me. I didn't. And it was a three hour training and I was, oh my dearie days. 
But, you know, I did what I could. So I moved myself to the darkest corner of the room. The partner I was working with, I asked us to kind of step away from other people. I put my tinted glasses on. I drank lots of water. And that was the tools I had at that point. And during the break, I just went to a quiet room. But that overstimulation, I ended up having a migraine later that day. And so I had to shift different Mm. things or commitments that day and just also adjust my expectations of myself and just be like, okay, so today is a migraine management day. I'm just going to accept this is where I am. Yes, I acknowledge it's frustrating. And this is where we are. So how can I recalibrate so that tomorrow I can start again with a better foot? And that's kind of the process I'm used to. And it may not just be a couple of minutes for me. Sometimes it might be a day where the other symptoms spike up, but I know how to support myself through it. And that's sort of the key learning. It's, it's two, I say this all the time. Two things can be true. Yeah. That's like, yeah, I, I, I combated it, but yeah, it's also going to affect me. You're you're in it. It's not just affecting you this one day. It could lean into the next few days sometimes, not always, but sometimes. So you can celebrate the fact that you, you, I I nipped it in the bud and I did great, you know, but don't beat yourself up because you, you're going to be mentally chaos for the next two days. Just accept it. Accept, Hey, this is what this is. There's a reason. And it's a very understandable reason. It's not like, "Ah, I just don't want to do anything. It's like, Hey, sometimes we can't, we need to recharge our batteries our spiritual, emotional, mental batteries. Yeah, it, it's it's ongoing. And as much as you think, yeah, yeah, I got this. You'll get a curveball. You'll get a knuckleball. You'll get a screwball. Like it, a lot of stuff comes our way. I mentioned earlier the mm. sense like wearing a mask helps because I didn't realize scent overstimulate. That initially came from when I did something really stupid. <laughs> Two years after my brain injury, I went I to Coachella, <laughs> which is this big giant music festival. Yeah, I'm not very bright. And emotionally, mentally, I was there. I visualized everything, loud noises, lights, being bumped, heat. I had prepped for everything except for mm. smell. I was not prepared. For, I was prepared for the smell of weed. That was fine. I was not prepared for that to be mixed in with the scent of food and then stinky, dirty hippies like that is what overstimulated me. It wasn't anything else because mm. I wasn't prepared for it. I'm now prepared for it. So. I, I say this to say as much as you game plan, if something pops up that you didn't think about, that's OK. You just now know for the next time that you have like this thing that you also need to prepare for. So all of this is a learning yeah. experience. I think that's what just recovery is. There's no recovery. Perfect. It's a practice. And just one like kind of silver lining that I do find from instances like this, because I am a, I'm a big fan of finding what I'm grateful for, what brings me joy, because where the focus goes, the energy flows. So if I'm always focusing like, oh, I have a headache, then that's all I think about. Whereas if I go, yeah, I have a headache. Oh my gosh, the bird song is beautiful today. I feel so much happier, even though I still have the headache. With these sorts of instances, one thing that I do like is I have so much more gratitude and appreciation when I am able to get back to my baseline. And I think, man, I just went to that meeting and I have no headache. Or I'm going to go for a walk around the park because I feel like I've got that in my battery today. And so it sort of recalibrates where those priorities are and where that gratitude is. Oh, how fucking cool are you, <laughs> Taya? I think you're awesome. I, I, I love that. So these are some of the things that you can do when you're already overstimulated. Yeah. And I think really, really important to start is mentally preparing yourself for when yeah. it pops up. You know, because eventually at some point it's going to pop up. I'm not saying, oh, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like, look, let's just play the percentages, right? It's going to happen. So have your head in the clouds. I hope it never, none of us are ever overstimulated (laughs) again. Reality is 
it's probably going to happen. That's the foot on the ground. It's probably going to happen. So let's be prepared. So I think first and foremost, meditation mm. is key. You have to slow down your thoughts. So in those moments, you know, when things are like zooming by, if you meditate, you slow down your thoughts enough. So when things are zooming by, it's a little bit slower. So it's like, okay, cool. There's some anxiety right there. There's some depression. (laughs) There's some unprocessed childhood trauma. You see these things that are kind of freaking you out. So that helps in and of itself because it's not as Mm. crazy or as fast. That's that's first. Secondly, once you're in it, when you're in the thick of it, accept this is what this is. This (laughs) sucks. But it's happening right now. So once you accept this is what this is, you're no longer fighting. Oh, but I don't want to be overstimulated because I'm having fun. Like, no, that's just that's painful. You're hurting yourself and you're getting yourself further away from getting out of that. So accept I am completely overstimulated. I don't even know what to do. Then next figure out, hey, how do I get out of this? Right. And you can do that by Taya had amazing breathe. Just some breath work. Breathing. it, It will help so many different things, you know. Um, preoccupying your mind, ice to kind of shock your system, do anything and everything, whatever works for you, but you can try all of these things. These are just some tips that work for yeah. us. You know, if you guys have any tips, please feel free, reach out and, and let us know because we're not arrogant. Well, I'm a little bit arrogant, but we're not arrogant. People to be like, well, that's not going to work. No, I am desperate to hear anything that people have to say and everything because I, I want to know, like I do, what works for you might not work for me. What works for me might not work for you. But on the flip side, it might, it might change my life. I want my life changed. Don't you? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like what, hey, listen, when it comes sorry, to like I the, just feel like it's good? also important to mention that I also love my life where it's at now. So I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of value in yes, having ambition and where you want to grow and focus areas to focus on, because I think that development is really important and finding things in your current life that bring you joy, because this is our current reality right now. So making it homely. Yeah, definitely. Look, this, look, this, Mm, this is acceptance, mm. right? This is what this is right now. If it's where you want to be, that's awesome. If it's not where you want to be mm-hmm. cool. Well, how do I get to where I want to be right? good? But this yeah. is where I am right now. I'm here. This is what this is. Maybe it sucks. Maybe it doesn't. But th- this, the reality is this is where I'm at. So once you accept that, then you can either change it or continue doing what you're doing. Say, uh, you're just have I have I mentioned how highly I, I don't know you? if you have. <laughs> I, I, I do. Your ears must be buzzing a lot because anytime I talk about you, I'm like, man, Taya, have you met Taya? Taya's dope as fuck. I really do. I appreciate how genuine you are. I appreciate how helpful you are. And I super appreciate your accent. I don't have an accent. You do. You definitely you have an do. That's just a bold faced lie. Here's <laughs> where you live from, my friend. But no, I that's, I that's am going to throw compliments your way because I think this is a growth opportunity no. for you. No. But I really value the value. The value. I'm going to go roll with that, that you bring this community because you do step into those vulnerable spaces, which are quite tricky sometimes to even talk to with your mates and privacy, let alone share it with everyone. I mean, we're all friends here anyway. And I think it, it, for me, at least it's been such a part of my brain injury journey, being able to listen to these podcasts and hear that I'm not alone in this experience. So thank you for the amount of energy and effort that you put in so just obnoxiously kind but that it's 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 true that's why i do this because i know what it's like to feel Mm -hmm. isolated and alone and i never want anybody to feel that especially after a brain injury like dude 
we survived something that easily could have mm. taken us. So this is our second opportunity to live our best lives. Do we want to do that full of anxiety and stress and overstimulation and constantly feeling overwhelmed? No. Do we want to feel alone? No. Mm. So here's some tips and tricks to help you not feel those things. And also mm. we're here. We're here on this journey to, together with you. And you know, that's what, that's why I do this. Why I share this information. And that's why you and I are doing brain injury recovery roulette. I think this is a pretty successful first topic. I like it. Yeah, I, I, I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. So this is going to be a series. I, I think I'm going to figure out some jazzy music or a super like cool intro to make this happen. But we'll be doing this um, uh, periodically. We're saying I will just do the roulette thing and we'll just like go on a little bit of a tangent about a topic. And you're hearing it from two completely separate sides of the yeah. brain injury community. And I just love that. I hope this brings value to everybody. I hope this helps. Sincerely, I, I really more than anything, I hope this helps some people maybe get out of whatever overstimulated situation they're in whatever brain thing they're in also i hope this brings you a sense of community because you guys are as in this as we are we're all on this real wild crazy ride through recovery together and together is like the only way we're really gonna make it i mean that like i sincerely mean that you know um and if you guys have any tips or tricks yourself please feel free to reach out how would they reach out to you well you're (laughs) We're such goofballs. (laughs) The best way and the way that I really enjoy to connect with people is through Instagram. And so you can reach me at your brain BFF. And that's all just one word, your brain BFF, because we are all brain BFF besties. Yes, we are. And Taya is absolutely amazing. You can hear it. She's kind. She's gentle. This is who she is. As much as I say, this is me. If you hang out with me in person, I'm this much of an idiot. I'm this much, much energy always. This is who Taya yeah. is. I've spoken with Taya a lot, yeah. especially <laughs> lately. This is just who she is. She's awesome. So feel free to reach out to her. She's one of the kindest people oh, in the world. She lives you. in the future. She's cool. She sounds amazing. She's a rock star. So definitely do that. If you want to attempt to reach out to my tiny, beautiful ass kicking co-host, you can. You can try at Lauren L. Manzano on Instagram. You can reach out to me at Joseph Rocks on all the socials. You can reach out to us at the Neuro Nerds everywhere. This, Taya, has been dope. Like, I am, like, really excited for the future episodes of this because I think, well, first off, just selfishly, yeah. it's a lot of fun. I love fun. talking to you. You're one of my favorite people. We have a nice banter, yeah. I think. I love your perspective. I love how adult you are and how childish I am. <laughs> it's probably my favorite thing about our dynamic. <laughs> and I'm, 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 I'm just excited. I could not, I, I really truly think the world of you. I appreciate you so much. I'm so thankful for you, who you are and what you do for our community. And I, I'm just, just, just blown away. Thank you for being amazing. Stop complimenting Never. me because Never. I'm going to, I'm going to figure out a way to annoy you to the point where you're not going to do it anymore so that's my mission remember my love language is annoyance so it's out of love but it's annoying nonetheless well, that's a challenge so, for you there joe just wanted we to are say both that equally stubborn so i'm curious to see how this goes I know. <laughs> oh my god it's it's the immovable object and the unstoppable force that's what this is i think we figured out our dynamic if we were like a tag team that would be our name. I feel like marketing wise, <laughs> there could be a little bit more streamlining of our name, but I like that as the pillars. True. Yeah. Yeah. True. We're, 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 we're going in the yeah. right direction. And on that odd <laughs> tag team note, this neuro nerd is out. <laughs> that was awesome, Tara. That was awesome. It, 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 <laughs> 
Hey, hey, that's what the podcast is. Listen to the Neuro Nerds go through puberty all over again. Hey, survivors, caregivers, and nerds of all kinds. We are so grateful for each and every one of you who have taken the time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really makes our day. Not only do we read every single one, but we love reading them on our episodes. So if you haven't already, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us spread the word about the show. And when you do, just let us know by tagging at the NeuroNerds on Twitter. We might even read your review on our next episode. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 